Oh, snap, snap, snap. The world is finally waking up to the crap that's baked into and sprayed on kibble dog food. No longer can commercial pet food manufacturers fool us with pretty pictures and false promises. This is the raw dog food truth. The view and opinions expressed on this podcast are not intended to replace medical advice. Before starting any raw diet, do research, ask lots of questions, and consult your vet. Well, hello, Raw Feeders. I'm Dee Dee Mercer Moffat, the CEO of Raw Dog Food and Company. We are Pets Health is our business, and we're friends like, guess who, my friend, Neely Piazza. Well, we don't let friends feed kibble. How are you, my long lost? I haven't talked to you in three weeks, friend. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? <laughs> you know, I'm still fighting the fight as you are. You're out there doing class after class, helping people, looking at new ways to uh, approach issues i don't know yes that that that's been on my mind lately too it's like all these things and all these different areas that i'm pulling knowledge from to f- find like combining every the best of all of the different different avenues and modalities yeah and you know it's like it's like Dr. Cowan is like somebody asked me the other day who my mentor was. I was talking about Rita and the the herbalism mentor program. And so she was asking me who my mentor was. And I said, well, Rita for herbalism and Dr. Cowan for all things medical science and Joette for homeopathy. And then I said, I kind of just went totally off the reservation and rogue when it came to nutrition because nobody there's so many people that don't know what the hell they're talking about no <laughs> i mean there's a, there's there are a few key people that i definitely keep track of that but but yeah so um you know you look at what dr what dr cowan talks about and what he looks into and how he presents things and he just kind of resets takes you out of the the standard paradigm to actually think about things in a different way that makes a whole lot more sense and then that makes it a lot easier to apply what you do know about homeopathy and about nutrition and all that to to actually really be able to make a difference and it more often, you know, I mean, a lot of, a lot of these things, a lot of the problem that I have with people is this stuff takes time and people want an immediate fix. And I get that, you know, I understand, but you, you have to understand that just like Dr. Jasek was saying on the webinar last night, and I say this all the time too, the first thing you have to do is stop the introducing toxins. Yeah. Stop putting toxins into the body you you have to do that first because you're not really going to get anywhere if you don't and people are just so um resistant re- resistant <laughs> to stopping um any kind of pharmaceutical or uh, usually if i walk them through the the prevention stuff you know the flea and tick stuff and heartworm and all that if i walk them through that they they're a lot more willing to to do something different there because 
it's like, oh, yeah, okay. Because it doesn't make any sense at all. Prevention, there's no prevention about it. And, you know, usually by the time people come to me, they're already pretty much poo-poo and vaccines for the most part anyway. So I don't have too much trouble with that one, with people that I that make it to me. But, you know, the the whole biology the way the body works type thing um you know with the uh contagion and pathogens and bacteria and viruses all that all that stuff that that's still a real hard sell no matter how well you explain it and how much sense it makes if somebody hasn't been looking at it it's so i but it helps me because it helps me come up with a better strategy from multiple view viewpoints right right so yeah you're right the um i you know uh, i hate it when i'm i hate it when a pet parent comes over to raw and they're all on board and they do one or two meals and they feel like their dog's not doing well and they stop it's like hang on hang on a second your dog's got a detox. It's totally new to them. Um, you know, they haven't yeah. had to to use the things in the body that are required to dissimilate, to digest real food. You've been eating freaking corn puffs. Corn- right, exactly. And and Dr. Billinghurst said something. I, I think I sent it. Oh, he said a couple things. One of them I sent you, one of them I didn't. Um, you know, people get worked up and I how often do I say you know you don't live and die by the poop you use it as a data point it's not you know you don't like freak out if the dog has diarrhea right right and Dr. Billinghurst said um you know explosive diarrhea and vomiting are totally normal natural appropriate ways for the body to expel something toxic it's like i gotta get it out i gotta get it out now everybody out of the way and the problem (laughs) but the problem with that interpretation is you know it's totally it's a totally appropriate mechanism right and and how many times have you heard me say better out than in don't try to keep it in right but the problem is people interpret that oh well i just started this food it's got to be this food no, it's not that food. What has happened is you have taken away enough of the toxic burden that the body was like, oh, my God, thank you. And it lets loose of some of that other toxic stuff that it's got stored up. That narrative is hard to pass on. That that knowledge is hard to pass on. Um, but it was funny because I just did uh, a podcast with Andy yesterday. And she was saying that she, her poodle or one of, one of her dogs was walking down the street and it just had explosive diarrhea. And she was like, Oh, that, well, that's messy. It wasn't like, Oh, you're sick. Oh, this or that. And then, you know, the next day it was fine, but she was like, yeah, we made a mess in the street. Okay. And yeah, better the street than my living room. That was been what I said, what I said. (laughs) Right, right, right. So, um, all right, so I want to I want to hear a little bit more about that. So you're saying, and Dr. Billinghurst is saying, 
explosive diarrhea, not a uh, not a life or death situation just from one or two of those. Come on. No, absolutely not. It, you know, I mean, and I've said this before, too, when I pick up, I mean, I've got five dogs, right? And mm -hmm. they're all the same size and they well, except for the puppy. And they basically eat the the same thing every day. So I know never know whose poop is whose because day to day it typically looks real similar. Right. So I, I mean, to each other, not every day it's different, but per day. Each dog's looks relatively similar because the same size, same food, same color, all that stuff. But, you know, there'll be every once in a while, there'll be um, one one or two outliers. Like a couple of days ago, there was three that all kind of looked the same. And then there was one powdery white pile. And then there was another like chocolate pudding pile. And I'm like, hmm, <laughs> no idea who's which. But I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's a it's a tough sell sometimes, Niels. I mean, there's there are a few pet parents and I, I had a video, maybe it's even on the new feeders webinar where I say some of you are not going to make it. You're not going to make it past a week or two weeks or maybe in a month because number one, the bacteria thing scares you. Number two, the, the vet narrative scares you. Uh, Brian sent me the newest vet narrative was don't feed your dog raw because it it uh, lowers the efficacy, the efficacy of, vaccine. of vaccines. And I'm I'm like, oh, my God, how like completely ridiculous and retarded is that? Yeah. Brian These said are supposed to be smart people. That's a totally retarded statement. Well, Brian said, I think somebody like that should lose their license because they don't have enough sense to treat your dog. And um, yeah, I would agree with him on that. Yeah. But um but it, it it is a very, you know, tough thing. I'm not sure. I wish I could get into pet parents' heads. And and maybe I'm just not asking the right questions. What is what is frightening you about this? What, and, and most of the time they'll say, well, the dog's uncomfortable. Okay, but what is frightening you about this? Yeah. Dog, right? Yeah, because ultimately it's up to you. I talked to somebody the other day that... um. The vet told her, so this dog has a really, really broken out, open, weepy, sore belly, mm -hmm. but she's not terribly itchy. Right. And she's like um, red skin, pity, red nose, pity mm -hmm. mix. So she's white with a couple of red spots. So she's got super light, um, super light pigment. And the dermatologist, okay, so she had a had an injury at one point and had to go in and she had antibiotics and steroids. And ever since then, that's kind of what kicked off the breakout the breakout, right? And so it's been a vicious circle ever since. And so she was diagnosed with I can't remember the full term, but um basically what it in layman's terms is she's allergic to the sun so okay. the exposure to the sun is causing her to break out basically so i'm like well i got a timeline and everything i'm like well okay but you know that 
one of the biggest side effects of almost all antibiotics is photosensitivity. Oh. Was she on So, antibiotics? mm hmm Okay. so you do that, you it, not saying that there wasn't, you know, what in, in light skin, white coated dogs like that. Yeah. They do have a natural sensitivity for sure, Mm -hmm. but not, not like this. So you put them on antibiotics and you end up with a breakout and you cycle through with steroids and suppress all that stuff. You know what that does? It's a total endless cycle, right? And then you keep treating with one or the other. And she's like, okay, no, we're not, you, you know. And the vet told her that with her, although I have to say that the her regular vet did recommend a fairly well-known holistic vet. And was okay with her doing home cooked, but not raw, because she said that the bacteria in raw would cause a problem. And I just almost flipped my lid. I, I, I was trying to, sh but oddly enough, the person was like, "I'm not. I don't think I'm really worried about that." I'm like, "Okay, good." So, hey, good. We're yeah. getting somewhere. So I'm like, we. I started sounded like I am now stammering and was like, Oh my gosh, I, I just like, I come uncorked when I hear that because it's so unfounded and ridiculous. And as I, finally I was like, well, you know what? I'm having such a hard time getting words out of my mouth. If you're not worried about it, let's just not even talk about it. She's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't. Cause you're like, I'm still speechless. Yeah, pretty much. That was not the conversation I was prepared to have, actually. So I was like, you know how some days you're like on a roll and some days you can't get the words to come out to save your life? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Well, I was having one of those days on that particular issue because it wasn't what I was prepared to talk about. Well, you know, speaking about um, I was looking on uh, Susan Thixton's site. Uh, Brian had sent me something um, in regards to this Darwin's recall on Salmonella. So yeah. Right. So sort of this unfair play, they're calling out Darwin's, but there was Tango and Spot that they didn't call out. And let's face it, how much Salmonella, which strain? I mean, that that is so that is I'm sorry. Well, and it doesn't even matter. It's not pathogenic anyway. So just get over it. Yeah, but they don't know that. Do you hear Salmonella they go, oh, like, oh, gonna die. And I'm like, really, give me, give me, give me the records that show that. Give me the information that actually connects the two. If you were going to, if it was going to make you sick or make you die, you'd have been dead a long time ago. Oh, I it's would everywhere. for sure. Well, I would it's, for sure. Yeah. Because I use my everywhere. hands. <laughs> right. My gosh. And so, what about, what about all those people that are raising chickens right in their backyard? What about yeah. that? Right. Yeah. How come they're not all dead? Right. All right, so I, 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 I went off, but, but on on this post, she said, um, "Is your veterinarian recommending ultra processed food?" And um, and she says, "You know, the post starts off with a pretend situation: a pet owner asking the veterinarian for a pet food recommendation for a healthy two-year-old dog, and the veterinarian suggests." a chicken-based adult maintenance kibble made by a well-known pet food company. Let's just call them out. Let's call it Heels, okay? 
And and uh, in the scenario, the pet owner responds to the veterinarian. She no longer wants to feed commercial food made by the big pet food manufacturers because it's all garbage. And Mm -hmm. and um, so in this scenario, um, the, the this person who wrote this on a veterinary website, okay, it this is the title of what this veterinarian wrote, how to manage misinformation from Dr. Google. So it's a veterinarian, Sarah Wooten. Since Sarah, you're out there, I'm just going to call you out. Sarah Wooten, veterinarian. She's always, she's, she's like a, she must be like a bot or something because she's always at the base of that. She went off on Dr. Morgan at one point and she's gone off on everybody at some point. So she's like paid, paid opposition. Maybe she's 100%. She's an AI veterinarian. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is what is funny because she's telling basically veterinarians, how do you deal with those people, those pushy people like us that don't want to give our dogs processed foods, right? This is what she's trying. How do you deal with these conspiracy crazy people, right? Um, and, and basically what, uh, Bot Wooten says is, may I share what I know with you? I would say no, but okay, go ahead. Um, and they're trying to remind the client that she is, you know, paying for the veterinary's opinion. So they're not doing their job if they don't give you their opinion. Okay. Uh, whatever. And, uh, Dr. Bot Wooten says, document your discussion in the medical record to cover yourself legally. In case this particular pet parent decides to go ahead and feed raw against your medical recommendation. Well, see, that's the key right there, because it according to the AVMA, it is against their guidelines to recommend or support raw. So if something like that comes back on on them, they risk losing their license. So, again. This whole licensure thing is a total fraud. If you want to if you want to be able to tell the truth and do what you know is right, you got to you got to get out of that whole licensure paradigm. It's a bunch of BS. So, here's what um on on Susan's article she says the way that after your vet has shared their most well-researched opinion, quote unquote, laugh, laugh, wink, wink. Anyway, she says, then, then the pet parent could say this. Are you recommending my pet consume solely an ultra processed diet? Are you aware of the worldwide research evidencing that a high diet in ultra processed foods is linked to obesity, heart disease, hypertension, and cancer? Kibble pet foods are the perfect example of an ultra processed food. Okay. They have multiple ingredients such as cornmeal, pea protein, soybean meal, and meat meals. And so the question is, why would you be telling me to feed an ultra processed food when my human doctor advises me to avoid ultra processed foods? I think that's a very, very, I mean, how in the world can they answer that? Oh, it's easy. They say, oh, well, we follow the science and this is a perfectly uh, formulated every nutrient exactly the way you need diet and all the ingredients are from 
um, even though this is a lie and the FDA admits that it's a lie, they don't follow the um, the by slaughter only um, uh, regulations. They they make their own up and they freely admit that they make their own. I've, there's an actual word for it. I never can remember what it is, um, but they yes. add their own. Well, yeah, for sure. But they add their own little corollaries in there. And that's all the and then they'll just say, and your dog is not a person. I mean, there's, you know, yeah, I mean, to us, it makes sense. But that's they're just gonna throw that whole line of propaganda right back at you. And it's like, when somebody is that delusional, you can't argue with them. You can't argue with them. You can't show them. You can't prove anything to them. You have to just nod your head and say, okay, I'll be going somewhere else. Thank you very much. Well, in this article, she said, you know, I would choose the ultra processed argument because it is the most scientifically researched issue that the veterinarians ignore. And it says, look, veterinarians have the right to believe what Hills, Perina, and Mars tell them, but pet owners also have the right to research commonly known science regarding ultra-processed foods, illegal ingredients that are allowed by the FDA and more, and apply that research to their pet's food without being labeled by the veterinarians as some sort of troublemaker. And, and she goes on to say, and the other question is, why would it be necessary for a veterinarian to document your discussion in the medical records to cover themselves legally if you decide to feed raw. And she's saying, cover yourself legally against what? What when, I just when? said. Yeah. And, and, and well, she she's she's really nice. You know, she goes, what, what many veterinarians don't seem to understand is that most pet owners want to trust our vets. We want their advice. We do respect their training. But when you tell us to feed our pets feed grade ultra processed foods, we can't help but take several steps backwards on trust. That's true. Or like, don't feed raw because you know it's going to lower the efficacy of your vaccines. What the hell does that mean? Well, vaccines don't work anyway, so I don't know what that means. It's just a Neely, ridiculous that argument. Is a, that is an incorrect statement that you just made. Vaccines, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Vaccines do work to create harm so that they can come back in and give you more medications to keep you a correct, correct. From- <laughs> it depends on what your what your definition of work Working. or or successful means, and in that regard, you are correct. Thank you. Chuck one up for me today. Yeah, no, it's, 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 uh, it's insanity. It's insanity. And, and uh, it's infuriating is what it is. No, it is. And, and we say that all the time. We're like, I know it sounds like we beat up on this community, but if, if they were named something else, we wouldn't beat up on them so much. But when you are in a, um, industry that is pet health, but you do something totally different. We're going to beat you up. (laughs) Sorry, we're just not going to happen. So I don't know if you get Dr. Will Faulkner's emails. Do you get his emails? Yeah. I love him um, in a lot of ways. 
he and I kind of got sideways one time, so he didn't speak to me anymore, but, uh, but, um, and that was my fault. Um, because I was kind of asking him why he was promoting a food that didn't have any organs in it. And yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he he didn't he didn't like that I said that, but I still love his work. Okay, and one of the things that I I love is his stance on rabies, and he has these rabies courses, and um, he comes at it from the pet parent's mouth, right? He comes at it from, but I have to, and um, he used this uh, example from a lady here from Larkspur, Colorado where she took her dog in to get the rabies shot. The dog got sick and the dog died and it was her therapy dog. And um, so he does these rabies master classes. He does a free course and he does another paid course. Um, but he's talking about there's a place for compliance, right? There's a place for compliance, but I'm not certain that it's on the rabies vaccine. And uh, he said, when the rabies law is pressed on you um, and you've learned it's not based on good science and it doesn't boost your already immune animal by giving another shot, there are consequences for simply complying. And that's when he was talking about, you know, these dogs, um, this dog that got sick, this dog that died, um, all these different things that happen. So, yeah, I, I think, go ahead. Go ahead. The no, thing no, I don't, the thing I don't like about that in particular, I mean, yeah, all about encouraging people to stand up to stupid laws and, and, um, hold their ground and not give, um, not give something just because, uh, basically, um, an arbitrary law says you have to, um, but he is promoting one the existence of rabies to the efficacy of the of the initial rabies vaccine and three ra- um rabies immunity all of which are fallacies so i have a problem with that okay all right all right so let's let's unpack that a little bit so you're saying he's promoting well viruses don't exist there's no such thing as a rabies virus period Okay, so, but here's the thing. I get it. You and I are down that road, mm-hmm. but our listeners aren't, and and they probably think you're crazy for saying that. Now, I'm I don't care if they think we're crazy, but let's help them not think we're crazy. And let's 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 can we unpack that a little bit? Well, he's so I, you know I get it that people are not that far down, and I I freely admit to people that I am very far down that end and it's taken me 30 years to get there so it's not like it's it a has not kind of it has it not has too. no it hasn't yet you weren't even introduced to that until cowan came My, along and so you got on that ship pretty quick it didn't take you 30 years because of what i had experienced the years previous to that i've always been a little bit skeptical about that and then when i heard it I'm like yeah that's why I get you. I get you. Because you're saying, look, from all of the things that I've seen, I, from it's what not, I've been, wasn't a huge yeah. leap. Was not a huge from the leap. journey that I've been through over the past thirty years. That's how I ended up there. If I hadn't been through the things that I've been through, I would have been like, he's crazy. 
Well, okay. Let me ask you a question, which there is no answer for this, but we follow um, some people that don't adhere to that and are still some great, you know, people out there in, in the movement of, of health and they still can't get on board with it. They still cannot get on board with the, with the, okay. But you're, the critical factor here is mm-hmm. he is promoting an original initial vaccine. He is also promoting not over vaccinating, but he is promoting an original initial rabies vaccine and initial puppy vaccines. Okay, hang on. He doesn't we're, promote. We're, we're, we're talking about Dr. Faulkner. Faulkner, yeah. He yeah. doesn't promote anything after that. The people that we follow that are not on board with the team no virus thing, they don't particularly promote that. I mean, they they may everybody that I follow that I have any immense amount of respect for is completely fine if you want to go 100 percent no vaccine from birth. Mm-hmm. He's not. Right. I get that. You're right. However, I do like his stance on not complying. I do like his stance on understanding um, what the law really is that, Mm -hmm. you know, if if um, if animal control comes knocking at your door, what are you going to do? Right. I still like his Mm -hmm. stance on he's very hardcore on flea and tick and what it does. And heartworm. And And heartworm. heartworm, Right. So. so you're right. We don't agree with everybody on everything. Um, yeah. there, there are some very well-known um, celebrity vets out there that we never discuss because we're not on board with most of what they do, <laughs> but we don't talk about them. Um, but not in public anyway, <laughs> not in public is, uh, <laughs> but, but um, okay. So is there in your, uh, journey a way that maybe we could help people think about the possibility that viruses don't exist so here here's here's the one thing that everybody hinges that on Niels. well one person in my house got sick and then the next person or everybody at the daycare or um everybody in my office right and i know how to answer that but that is the issue where people even my mom, I will hear her say that, right? And 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 she knows me and the work I do and that sort of thing. But she still. Well, I don't present things from that stance. I say this is what I think, and you know this is what I believe, and this is this is why. And if you want to learn more about that here's where you can go but when i present you can (laughs) here's where you can go i know what you're saying here's where you can go you can frame it even using their rules all the things that i tell people you can frame it i mean how many times have i said when we've talked about vaccines in the past i'm like even using their logic and their rules it doesn't make sense because it doesn't So you don't have to people don't have to be in the no virus camp or the no contagion camp to understand. I mean, I can frame it in a normal germ theory scenario. We'll do it. Let's hear it. I do. I 
what what do you want to hear um well i don't want to talking to people and you said but you can't get people over I, I don't try to convert people that's something that they have to come to on their own it's a huge paradigm shift it's a huge it's a huge thing that you know some people are not even interested in it they don't care i think it's a i think it's the basis of how how you keep people how we're going to keep ourselves out of slavery if we manage to do it but mm. You know, you're not going to convince everybody and you're not ever going to convince somebody by arguing with them. Present it, present why, and then present it in a framework that they can picture. Because trying to trying to take your brain out of the out of germ theory paradigm is it takes a, a lot of rethinking things. You can't just step out and no. look at it that way. You can't. I know it's too indoctrinated. So you had so. You can present the same facts using using the normal paradigm. And it, it still doesn't make sense. And so people are like, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's uh, – I was talking to uh, my great niece, okay? Now, I understand this comment because I know her mom. But she was saying to me um, – I've been ill. I've been feeling well and, and that sort of thing. And I said, okay. And I said, well, how the dog? She goes, well, I don't know. I haven't really been petting them because I don't want to get them sick. I said, what, what do you mean? She said, well, I'm sick. So I don't want to get the dog sick. I said, honey, I, it really doesn't work that way. But in her mind, and this is not a child. I mean, she is 13 years old. And I was like, oh my goodness that's 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 really See, that's being yeah, afraid that's even that's even a step further the wrong way i know i i was just like oh. and um yeah that that's a that's a tough one so just for our listeners okay let's just take a simple a simple situation and sort of explain it the way that you see it and you studied. Let's take a situation. Uh, you're at work. You've got 10 employees. Um, of those 10, three come down with the same symptoms. So the argument is, oh, there's something going around the office. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now let's explain that to our listeners from a different perspective of what may be causing that and not a virus that is well, the most the most obvious thing is they're in the same environment i mean it, it's the same thing when people go to a restaurant and some people get food poisoning that's not a virus right that's that's I a mean, very that's a very very good analogy right there that is but, not a virus I'm not saying, you know, part of the problem is it, it, you don't have to know what the actual truth or cause or whatever is to know that something is not the cause, right? So just because I know that there's no viruses floating around making people sick doesn't mean that I 100% definitively know what is. 
but that has no bearing on not knowing what the truth is has no bearing on knowing what the lie is those two are not related i don't have to know the the correct answer to know that this answer is wrong right so that's that's usually the first thing people will say well what is it then it's like well and if you can't provide what the real answer is, they say, well, it has to be a virus. Then I'm like, well, uh, why? How does that work? That's not logical at all. So there's any number of things. And it's not it's not that you say that people don't get sick or that people don't experience these whatever they, you know, s similar types of sicknesses or whatever. But part of the problem is they've been locked in the germ theory paradigm for so long there's been very little if any because Fauci won't fund it research outside of that realm to look for any any other possibilities no because Fauci only wants to fund things that hurt animals right and so there is i mean there is some research out there but it's all been private had to be privately sourced and funded and it's buried it's not easy to find and so you know there are things out there but it's certainly not mainstream and and accessible to the average person so and again this is that bits and pieces thing you know when you're trying to think you, you take bits and pieces of what researchers have found and be like oh okay so there's not denying that people can be at a gathering together and some of them get sick, but some of them don't. Right. Usually more don't than do. So the most obvious thing is they're in the same environment. Okay. So we're not saying, and obviously people are, are social, social beings. Most of, most of us are, some of us are not, most of us you're are. not. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's not necessarily <laughs> by choice, but yeah. But, you know, there is an interaction, be it electromagnetic, be it frequency, be it um, uh, uh, energy transfer, whatever. There is interaction between people who are close to each other or even people that are not close to each other, but who have a bond of some sort like you know how many times do you think you thinking of somebody and five minutes later they call you i mean everybody's like you. had like you. Uh, yeah everybody's had something like that happen you know some so we are connected beings there are things um i i for lack of a, a better explanation i i just say frequency because everything is frequency that's pretty much that's pretty much provable so People will like emit frequencies to each other, right? Well, yeah. So okay. So let me just pause and just give an example. You know, when you've been in a crowd and there's that guy or that girl and somehow you guys just have this frequency, you know, like when Rick and I met or when, you know, people can relate to that when you met. When your eyes lock across the crowded room kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. I think there's a song yeah. like that. And, uh, yeah. and and then and then you have this connection and you don't know what that connection is, right? You're like, man, you know, I just felt this connection or I felt something. That's what we're talking about, right? That so people yeah, know that. Yeah. Along along those same lines. Not exact. That's more of a more of a um you know attraction kind of thing. But yeah, exactly that. So 
Um, well, that's a frequency. It's an attraction oh, frequency. Yeah, hundred percent. It's a it hundred percent. But you know, I'm not saying that you make somebody sick because you're attracted to them. You, you know, <laughs> that's all I'm trying to say. Um, That'd but be funny. All 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 I'm saying is there is no evidence anywhere to show that there's any um microorganism or contaminant or as dr merritt would say little flying animalcule that passes from one person to another to make them sick that's that's not what does it now there and dr kaufman says it's sort of like this and this makes the most sense so everybody's heard me say that um the sickness the symptoms are the healing process right right so your body is always and even Dr. Jasek was talking about it last night. The, your body always seeks to be in equilibrium and homeostasis. So it's always trying to get rid of the bad and take in more of the good. But it has to have everything it needs in order to do that. But even so, even if everything is always good, there are still things that the body needs to push out in one way or another. And so colds and flus and things like that are are a cleansing thing and rashes and all that kind of stuff they're cleansing reactions that the body is doing to rid itself of of what it doesn't need anymore or what's toxic now or what's used up and and needs to go away and um things like that you know uh, collagen has a lot to do with it um so like the the kids with the measles and the chicken pox all these pox illnesses they're indistinguishable from each other there's no way to tell the difference. They all look the same. Nobody can tell which is which. It's whatever happens to be in the news will be the one that you have. So <laughs> that's right. Whatever, whatever the newscasters tell you you have, you have. And it, and all it is is like a it's like a growth, a growth reaction. You know, the body's growing, and so it has a lot of um debris it needs to get rid of. And um, you know. There's not a there's not enough collagen to to stop the rash. So the body is just pushing out all of the toxic stuff and regrouping and cleansing itself. It's just a total cleanse is all it is. And if you stop those symptoms, then you're just like the whole diarrhea thing we started out with. If you if you suppress those symptoms, you're stuffing all that nasty, toxic stuff back in your body that it's working so hard to get rid of. Right. You know. And that, so, and that, and that, and look at the industry that's been built on stuffing toxins. I mean, right? Seriously. And that's why, that's why steroids and just on the skin issue. So steroids, Apoquel, uh, Atopica, Cytopoint, all those things, they suppress that symptom. So that this is why all these things have such horrible long-term side effects. You always end up with cancer because there's nowhere else for those toxins to go. So they stuff it in the organs. They, the body tries to encapsulate it. You end up with a tumor and then it runs out of places to put it because you won't let it come out the skin. So it has to push it deeper down. And if you stop that treatment, then it comes back with a vengeance twice as hard the second time because it's like, oh my God, now I've got all this much more built up. I got to get rid of more. So it tries harder and you suppress it again. And then you, then, you know, you end up in this, this toxic cycle that's never ending. But again, back to the, to the cleansing thing, you know, 
people in the frequency thing, if one person is ready for, um, Dr. Kaufman calls it like an air filter change is an analogy. Then, you know, when you're in the presence of other people that may be at the same kind of stages that you are and they're close to being ready, then there's some sort of electrical frequency, whatever, that passes between you that sets it off in the next person that's also kind of at the same stage, ready to get rid of, ready to detoxify and do uh, do a cleansing. That's all it is. It's not some random virus that, I mean, think about it. I mean, it, the science world even admits that there's trillions upon trillions upon trillions upon trillions of bacteria and what they call viruses and all those things. You can't tell me that the only way, if this is what how it worked, the only way you can get sick is if another person has a virus that they give to you. Where did that person get it? And what about all the other trillions upon trillions upon trillions of little particles that they're calling viruses why do they not why is it just this one right that's just stupid because we have a vaccine for that one yeah that's that's the right answer that's exactly it well and so it, when you when you really think about it okay when you say you know you're syncing up with somebody who's ready to have an air filter change and it's signaling to your body and your body begins to dump too it's not any different than two women who their right. menstrual cycles sync up, right? It's right. not any different. We can accept that for some reason. Maybe it's because there's a physicality of it that we can actually see, right? And we can actually experience. So there are correlations here. The other thing too that I think is brilliant about what you said is if your body is dumping all of the stuff that it needs to dump to be well, then doesn't it make sense that the better protocol in that situation is to support the body to be healthy instead of poisoning it or pushing the symptoms down. Exactly. Exactly. And Dr. Jason basically said the same thing last night. Yeah. In the cancer webinar, which you yeah. guys missed. If you weren't there, we're going to have part two and part three coming up. Um, yeah, it's exactly the same. And I know that Dr. Jasek, because she's an outlier, right? Just like we are um, in, a, in a lot of situations, has to be banging her head against the wall sometimes because you want to help these pets. And yet the mindset, which is what the primary thing was last night to for part one yeah. was, look, the mindset has to change. And that's what you're saying. Your mind- exactly what I'm saying. The, yeah. Yeah. That that your mindset changed, but you've had 30 years of allowing your mind to change so that when that uh when, when the um when, when Dr. Presented, Cowan came into my consciousness and I started listening to him, I'm like, that there you go, that's it. It was yeah. like I was totally ready to hear that and to see that because I've been skeptical and be like, that doesn't make any sense at all. And I can look back on, on various different things in, in my life. I'm like, well, that's dumb. That doesn't make sense. But it's like, oh, well, whatever. And you know, you just kind of on the face of it, except, well, okay. So 
Science says this is the rule, but the rule only only applies in certain situations. Well, that's dumb. It's not a rule then. You know, it's not like, well, you know. It's a, it's a rule with about five million exceptions. Exceptions. Yeah. It's like, but, you know, if it's not something that is really all that important to you in, in that, in that situation, well, you know, as a, uh, a way of thinking, then you're just kind of like, okay, whatever. And, you know, I, I just never, I knew it was not, not right. And there was something wrong. And I was like, well, people, you know, we just don't know yet. We just hadn't figured it out yet or, or whatever. And you just go on and do what you have found that, you know, is this is how the whole, um, Home remedies and old wives' tales and all that stuff has come up. People, people have known for centuries how to, you know, how to keep themselves healthy until allopathic medicine came along in the 1800s ish. But before then, I mean, it was all about, all about food and, um, herbs and you know those types of things it was all about natural natural methods and things like that i know and 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 you you got to think about it so like what what thomas cowan says he says you need you need a better toolbox right you've got to yeah. there there are many things that you do and so around here in our home there's there's several things that we do one we see a naturopath Okay, um, an ND to not go down the pharmaceutical path. Um, two, we structure the water. We try not to eat processed foods. We have a beamer, which if you've not seen what beamers are, B-E-E-M-E-R, they are pads. Um, you may be familiar with them more on the horse side, Neely, um, where they help the how do I say it for lack of better words, sort of the restructuring of um, cells or um, things like that in the body. You can't feel anything. It's a frequency. Um, and then we Is have it like one of those um, bio biomat things or something. Yeah. Something like I'll that. Yeah. I'll look it up while we're talking, but uh, we, we actually saw this at the horse show because, um, because, uh, our daughter was looking at it in regards to because she does the adjustments on um, horses. Right. And so a lot of these people, when you adjust these horses that are in the rodeos and stuff like that, or these high level horses, um, then and it's B E M E R Beamer pad. Uh, so it's a, let's see. So this one is like, you know, improved blood circulation, uh, is one of the things it's supposed to be a micro circulation type thing that help helps. Um, now, whether it does or not, I don't know. Dr. Jasek has had one for years and years and years, and she uses hers every day where she sits on it. And, uh, you know, they do a lot of things too. But then we also have a sauna, right? So you can go in and sweat out all of the toxins. So there's a lot of things that we try to do just here. And we live up in the mountains. Um in our lives to try to be healthy and go to the gym <laughs> and I, and, and, and Rick hikes every day too. So um, I really don't know how we have time to work with all of that, but anyway, um, 
but I'm just saying, Dr. Cowan was saying you've got to have a toolkit, right? And and I mm-hmm. love in his sessions that I'm sad I missed yesterday, um, where there's some things that people are doing that I've never heard of, like tuning forks and uh, black salve and that sort of thing, which do you know what black salve is? I've heard of it, but I don't know what's what's in it. It's supposed to be some sort of a miracle thing or other, but I don't, I heard about it a long time ago, mm-hmm. but I never looked into it and I don't know what's in it. That would be a Rita question, I think. Well, it is. Um, so there's pine tar, carbolic, carbolic, carbolic acid. acid. Thank you. Carbolic acid, mineral oil, castor oil, and beeswax, right? Just to name it. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So (laughs) the naturopath that I'm going to, um, I'm going to be putting on, you know, I told you I had those skin cancer things on my forehead, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, and all that, that, that the skin cancer doctor wanted to do was put me on this remedy that was a chemotherapy and it had terrible side effects. It was like, don't use this if you have a child because it will come out deformed. And I was like, then why am I putting it on my face? Um, but my point is there are other things out there and that's a lot what you do too, is that you're looking at other things that have been pushed down, pushed aside, hidden, poo-pooed. Um, yeah. Yeah. That- that don't have um the the horrible terrible side things. effects yeah so so what you said just made me think of something else so pine tar has been like touted as um a miracle something forever and um dr kaufman and some even dr cowan to a certain degree are big proponents of turpentine too which is a product of pine and then dr volmer and dmso which that's actually kind of an industrial solvent but it's from a it's the same it's the same along the same lines so yeah all those types of things are um incredibly effective but like you said, you have to, you know, it's not like there's one miracle something that for everything, right? Right. And you if you look up, a- if you look at black tar and you look under Wikipedia, well, you will never use it, right? Uh, black because- sap, you mean? Yeah, Black yeah. Sav. And uh, of course, uh, the people that I trust most, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, uh, not uh they've listed this as a fake cancer cure and warns consumers to avoid it now this is the same fda that would not allow they didn't have the right now we know but they wouldn't allow doctors to prescribe uh hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin so uh and they do let in as i read at the top of the podcast from susan thixton's um paper there they let in all types of carcinogenic uh, ingredients into pet food and to our food. So I'm sorry, FDA. I don't believe a daggum thing you say. I don't either. Somebody, yeah. The FDA and the CDC and the USDA and um, all of those, uh, CIA, FBI, all of those too. Those need to like Be burnt disappear. Down. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if they, they ever need to burn were. burn to the ground. I, I don't know. say it. 
if they were um good at one time or were they no. always operatives they were always they... bad yeah yeah always bad yeah so it's yeah it's it's but but my whole point is this i mean some good came out of some of them but there was always an agenda yeah from the get-go right there's a huge agenda there and it's always money right it doesn't yeah I I guess maybe they're not really human because what human could not care about other humans to the point that they allow them to be sick and die just for money. Just like that whole on um, Dope Sick, the show Dope Sick. If you guys haven't seen that, you want to watch that. It explained the whole um, uh, opioid uh, epidemic and and the family that that started that. Um and when it came off patent, I think it was redesigned and then it was even more addictive. And they were like, oh, this stuff's not addictive. And yeah, it's uh it's it's just it's it's maddening. It's maddening. So when we when we talk about all that, then I come back to the raw dog food side and I'm like, like you say, it's not meth, people. And so if 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 we see a dog that gets on the the dog food, I think I texted you about this, the Frenchie, right? The Frenchie had two meals and they said, nope, nope. They looked uncomfortable. was panting. Uh, we're going to always way. look uncomfortable. Yeah, they do. looks like their eyes are bugging out of their head and that they're breathing hard. But I'm just saying, I, I want to say it could be just like what you said. This dog's detoxing. Yeah. The body is getting ready to let loose, get ready yeah, to let it was loose. Like, oh, Thank you, Jesus. I can get rid of all this stuff now. And and then mom says, nope, nope, nope. Can't have that toxic stuff coming in. Got to stuff it back in. We're going to put Gotta you back on the carcinogenic food. You do right. better on Frosted Flakes. Right. I'm just saying. But I, I think I should put a disclaimer out there that says the the more toxic your dog is, the more of a transitional period there will be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I tell people that. I do. I'm like, the more they got to get out, the more you're likely to see. Yeah. Well, I, I really, I really am glad that you um were able to get back on the podcast. I know that people miss you and uh, I miss you. And uh, we have some webinars to put together, my dear. And uh, yeah, we do. I know that I, I look, I have no um hope that after these two courses that you get out of, that there won't be another course. I know that there will be because you're yeah, just. Yeah, they're already <laughs> talking about, they're already talking about a, a third year of of uh, homeopathy. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, I have to stay for that. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. Uh, but that that's what makes you amazing. And that's why people work with Neely Piazza. Now you can get to Neely one of two ways you can either go to my learning center and go to my experts page and click on there is a handy dandy very handy form right there uh, that you can fill out for neely or you can go to her website which is whole w-h-o-l-e whole animal wellness.com whole animal wellness.com that's her site um, yeah and y'all can uh please go to my site and look around and and whatever but um and you can you can do the chat function there too, but if you s- sign up through um, RDFCO's site with their form, it's it's much easier that way to get everything set up and information um, passed 
passed over and that kind of thing. So check out my site, do the chat if you like, but sign up from Didi's site. Yeah, and we've, we've got some discounts for you there and everything that, that Neely's going to have to ask you anyway. So you might as well just yeah, fill, exactly. it, fill it out and then we'll we'll get it over to you and then she'll hook up with you. So thanks so much, Niels, for being on today. And um, hopefully we'll see you back here next week, you think? Maybe? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Hey, we're going to do a shout out here for Dr. Tom Cowan, Dr. Thomas Cowan, C-O-W-A-N. He does have a uh, subscribe star that you can get in and listen um, to him and have personal access to him. I think it's only like five bucks. It's ridiculously cheap. Yes. Five bucks a month. There's a community and then he does a Q&A, um, a live, live Q&A subscriber every Thursday. And then he also has every Wednesday at two Eastern, which is noon mountain time. He has a, uh, um, a webinar and his bit shoot channel typically has, uh, all of those and other interviews and things that he does. So check him out. Uh, if you want to get a better feel for some of the things we were talking about, and Dr. Lee Merritt, M-E-R-R-I-T-T. She's also somebody that's really good. Um, Dr. Merritt was a surgeon. and uh, Yeah, she was a spinal surgeon. So she's got a lot of uh, interesting information. Now, both of these folks are on the human side, but we, you know, it helps you when you're looking at your dog. Your dog is, you know, obviously not a human, meaning, yeah, they can eat poop, they can eat vomit, they can eat dead things. You know, they are... Um, anatomically different than we are but, but principles are the same the principles are the same and certainly about viruses and bacteria and things that will maybe um help you to pause pause before you stuff the stuff back in your dog and i maybe that's just the way that we got to say it Niels, because when it's trying to come out we know it's a mess in the house we know it's frightening yeah. But if you can frame it in the mind like that, this stuff, the body is so amazing. The body is so smart. So the body is trying to do what it knows to do. And we keep stepping in the way. Keep and getting in its it. way. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And um, step back and get out of the way. Right. Right, right. Now we got to keep them hydrated, whatever we do. There's some other things, but for, for the most part, if we can just get you to think along that line, stop stuffing it back in. <laughs> yeah. Don't suppress symptoms. That's people think that the symptoms are the sickness. It's not the symptoms are the healing process. The sickness has already occurred and the symptoms are the consequence of that. So if you don't let symptoms go to completion and you, you don't let the healing happen. And so you are in a constant state of, uh, disease or trauma or whatever the precipitating thing was. Yeah. That's why, that's why you hear um, Neely and you hear Dr. Jasek say, support the body. We're going to support the body so that it can do what it does. We're not going to come in and um, put a Band-Aid on it, which is what traditional medicine does. And when you put that Band-Aid on it, you are causing more problems. So if we could just get you to take that concept away from today's podcast, that would be huge. And I get it. It takes a while, but just keep 
working with that idea. And eventually I think it had become very clear and you won't be so reactive and you won't be so scared. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Fears that that's the whole point. They want to keep you afraid of all these things that they want you to think you have no control over, which in all reality you do. So it's all a fear narrative. Yeah. It is. All right, everybody, get over to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where your pet's health is our business. And what, Neely Piazza? Friends don't let friends feed kibble. That is right. All right, everybody, have a great week. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Oh, snap. Find out how you can start your dog on the road to health and longevity. Go to rawdogfoodandcompany.com where friends don't let friends feed kibble and where your pet's health is our business. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.